And welcome once again to The Grill Report with journalists Charles W. Kim and Nicole M. Wells. Hey, Nicole, how's it going? Pretty good, Charles. How about yourself? Pretty good. So we have a really interesting topic we would like to talk about tonight. Um, the, recently, there was the Met Gala for the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. Um, and the Metropolitan Museum of Art was able to get an exhibit of some of the very um, elaborate uh, Catholic vestments and, and art from some of it loaned from the Vatican. So what they did is they had the gala, or the Met Gala, and what they did is they made the theme art and imagination and the Catholic imagination. And what happened was celebrities came, several of them dressed in um, outfits that had Catholic connections. Now, some are calling this blasphemous. You had Rihanna show up as a uh, as a pope in full papal vestment, but uh, except the skirt skirt was way too short. Um, you also had a woman dressed as a sexy cardinal, a Victoria's Secret model, and uh, and I'm sure if you, if you look online, you'll get a chance to see. Uh, some of the different uh, outfits and things. Now, Cardinal Timothy Dolan, Dolan, excuse me, Dolan of New York. He was happy about it. He said that this brought a lot of people who may have been practicing Catholics, kind of brought them back into the fold, and that this event was like a big public square to make more people aware of Catholicism. So he didn't have a problem or think it was blasphemous, while others thought it was horrible. Uh, Laura Ingram on Fox uh, called it Fifty Shades of Catholicism. Now, interestingly, both Nicole and I are practicing Catholics. Uh, but we sort of disagree on this. I think that's fair to say, wouldn't you say? Well, I think in certain aspects. I mean, we don't disagree entirely, but on certain points, we do disagree, yes. So we're going to have a conversation on that, and as always, we ask that you, you know, let us know if you like it, don't like it, you know, give us your feedback when you listen to this. So let's get into this. Uh, this was held this week in New York City, and uh, various and sundry celebrities and uh, movers and shakers uh, showed up to, uh, to attend. And uh, so what were your views on this, Nicole? Uh, I think that that while the intention was probably good, um, you know, in, in promoting, um, you know, the, the Catholic imagination, um, I think that the execution was a bit lacking. Um, I think that it's, it's, I don't even know what the word is that I'm looking for. Um, I think that it's just not okay for people to um, show up in, in sexualized versions of, um, uh, religious regalia. Um, you know, you had a sexualized version of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which that should never be. Um, you know, like you had said, you had the, the sexy cardinal that was, um, the Victoria's Secret model. You had Rihanna show up as a pope, um, which women are not ever um allowed to be popes um so i just think that it's it's um denigrating to the faith in general and i think that you would never have had something like this were it any other religion there would be an outcry if it were judaism or um islam or any other faith you know there would be an outcry over how could you do this that's such a terrible thing um what's wrong with you society um, but somehow it's okay to bash the Catholics and the Christians. Um, you know, that's okay somehow. I mean, just recently there was that flap about, um, you know, the the teenager who went to prom in the Chinese um, cultural traditional dress um, and got a lot of flack for it about, you know, cultural appropriation, whatever that is, in America. Um, but, you know, so she got a lot of flap about that. Um, for, for wearing a dress from a different culture. You know, this is wearing garb that that 
is a part of someone's um, spiritual experience, someone's spirituality. Um, and I don't think that's okay. I think that it was mocking, and I think that, you know, it was offensive. And I, I find it even more offensive that a cardinal thinks that that's okay, you know, to be showing up, you know, in all kinds of leg, um, you know, in sexualized images that don't belong. You know, it's inappropriate. Um, well, you see, it, this is where kind of the problem where the rubber meets the road. And you mentioned the young girl who had no, was not of oriental descent or ethnicity. And she wore a, a kind of a traditional Chinese dress and was castigated for this cultural appropriation. But it seemed like the only people who were upset about that were here in America. The Chinese... Um, several news organizations went and actually went to China and interviewed people, and they all thought it was really cool that somebody wanted to wear a Chinese dress. And um, where we live in central New Jersey, we have we have a, a very high um, Indian or Asian population here, and in the town that we live in, and they have uh, an Indian festival called the Navratri Garba. And one of the things that the, the group that puts it on is very happy about is when they have non-Indians come and join this, this celebration, which is these people dance around in a circle for hours in traditional um, costume. And they're very pleased when uh, folks not from that ethnic background come in, don those costumes, and, and join with them in this dance that makes them happy. So I guess the thing is, is, is when you're talking about cultural appropriation and, and things like that, and, and then you have to get into the whole Halloween thing, which this year was the first year this it kind of became a thing, was that, for instance, if, if you were not Mexican, you couldn't, if you, were, if you put on a Halloween costume um, with a sombrero and, uh, and a poncho, something that, you know, at my age, when I was a kid, a lot of folks did, that somehow you were you were culturally appropriating and you were being mean to Mexicans. So the point is, where's the line for that? Should there be one? I think that, that there is a difference, though, between... between cultural um cultural homages and and taking someone's religion someone's spiritual beliefs and denigrating them in the way that i feel that this met gala did um i think there's a difference because you know america is the land of well, I mean, America as a whole, if you want to sit there and talk about cultural appropriation, that's the entire country. I hate to break it to everyone, but the entire country has been culturally appropriating since its inception. Um, you know, this is the place where everyone comes, all, all cultures, all walks of life, wash up on these shores, and, you know, everyone assimilates and blends together while re retaining pieces of their culture. That's what makes America great. You know, the, the only American culture is the blending, you know, of, of multiple cultures. Um, you know, so I, I think that that's, it's a little bit different than, than spirituality. But, but, but the problem I have with that is that how can it be different? Now, if you have someone who's an atheist or an agnostic, Mm-hmm. And we have plenty of those. And we have plenty of those. To them, that don't have a spiritual, emotional connection to the, the garb of monks or priests or nuns, to them, putting on the costume is no different than, than, a, than dressing up as a zombie or dressing up as a vampire or dressing up as a cartoon character. No, I, I understand that completely. But if we're not supposed to be upset or triggered or if we're not supposed to be taking offense at things like people wearing uh, a Mexican sombrero and a poncho, then if someone who doesn't have a connection 
wants to dress up as a pope or a rabbi or an high man why should we if, 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 if we think it's foolish to be offended by that then we should grant the people who do want to do that with the same latitude we can't say that it's okay in this case where it's an ethnicity or a, a stereotype or a um, I don't know if a, you know how do you you would characterize a fictional character um, or, or, or entity but how can it be okay for those but not for this because when you're putting on a Mexican sombrero you're not you're not changing the essential nature of the sombrero there is no no changing the essential character of the item that you're putting on okay what was done at the Met Gala is entirely different you are changing the essence of of what is being represented there are no female popes there are no female cardinals yet okay um well and according to church teaching, there should not be. However, um, there are no female popes. There are no female cardinals. There are no cardinals' outfits or popes' outfits as revealing as those two that were worn, the ones that I saw. Um, and, and the image, you know, of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that should never be a sexualized image, ever. That goes against the, the entire fabric of church teaching about who Mary was. But by the same token, let, let me ask you this. Did you support Charlie Hebdo? Did I support Charlie Hebdo? Yes. Did the you, magazine? Yes. Did you support them when they were drawing caricatures of Muhammad? Did you think that they had the right to do that? Well, I was not aware that they were drawing caricatures of Muhammad. That, that's what the whole thing was about. They were drawing caricatures. I knew they of, were drawing character caricatures. I just could not remember what the caricatures were about. They're, they're about Muhammad, and that's what caused the folks to go in there and start shooting the place up. I okay. So the difference, though, is I'll answer your question, but hang on one second because I'm not dodging your question. I just want to different, differentiate for a moment here. So. On a First Amendment premise, yes, I do support Charlie Hebdo drawing caricatures of Muhammad. Okay? Um, Even though people in that religion say that is forbidden, blasphemous, and a disrespect of Islam. Yes. Much in the same way you're saying what happened at the Met Gala yes, is but, blasphemous, but, but, disrespectful of the Catholic Church. The difference, church. the difference, and this is what I'm getting to, the difference here is that yes, I think it was offensive and I think it was blasphemous. However, I am not about to go start shooting up people and ending their lives for something that I think is offensive, okay? I'm not about to sit here and say it should be banned, it should not be allowed. You know, people should not be allowed to express themselves however they see fit. Just because I think it's offensive doesn't mean it shouldn't be, is the point. I may not agree with what they have to say, okay? But that doesn't mean that, I, on the other hand, I'm banning them from saying it or I'm inflicting some sort of punitive action on them because of it. Okay, so, so you're, you were upset. No, I wasn't, or, I wasn't upset. upset. Let's I say you were offended. Offensive. Well, you were offended by what happened at the Met Gala. Well, not to the degree that most people in America are offended on a daily basis, but to a certain degree, yes. Well, enough so that we're talking about it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting um, topic of conversation, seeing as how we're two Catholics who tend not to agree on various points in this discussion. So, yes, I think it's highly informative, but continue. So, so but, but the point is, is that... If you found this offensive, then how can you sit there and when someone else finds something else offensive, maybe nothing to do with religion? Mm -hmm. I mean, going back to the sombrero, and, and by the way, I, I happen to think, my own personal opinion is, I don't think a ton of the people of Mexico care whether or not we, we wander around in Halloween dressed as sombreros and ponchos. Well, I think it's just another example of people making something out of nothing, but yes. I mean, I mean, I've known Mexican people in my life, and none of them have ever 
brought that up on the panel to discuss with me that they felt bad about it, felt good about it, or, you or know. Or indifferent about it. Or indifferent <laughs> about it. Um, you know, uh, much like much like with the Irish on St. Patrick's Day. You know, there, there's a saying that's old as the hills here in America that everyone on, everyone's Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Which is interesting. Except me, I'm a Scotsman, and I will not give up my sovereignty. Hmm. Well, anyway, um, I'm not going to go there. But, um, no, it's interesting because in in America, St. Patrick's Day is actually a bigger deal than in Ireland. In Ireland, it's kind of a minor minor holiday in terms of celebrations. In America, it's huge. It's it's very interesting how that is. But, uh, yeah, absolutely, I, I have heard that. Ever since I knew what St. Patrick's Day was, um, thankfully I am Irish. You know, I was blessed with that, unlike my Scotsman friend here. Um, well, though we all can't be perfect here. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> um, it's so good of you to point it out. Um, but anyhow, um, but yes, I mean I am Irish, so it didn't really matter. But if I weren't Irish, you know, all of American culture would be, um, you know basically propelling me to be Irish for a day and, and applauding me for wearing green and, you know, putting on a fake Irish accent and drinking green beer. Um, so. and it's, it's not just, you know, for the record, it's not just St. Patrick's Day. Columbus Day. Oh, well, there's a big outcry these days about Columbus Day. Well, yeah, you know, there Columbus is now. was not perfect. Just like, you know, the rest of anyone who ever did anything to found America... I'm sure that you can find something in their background where they were not perfect, but despite but, but, that fact, Columbus but we've, Day we've is had, flat now. We've had days in America, and I'll say, you know, I'm going back years into the 60s and 70s and 80s. You know, we have had days where different ethnic groups have been celebrated for whatever reason. And cultural appropriation on those days has actually been encouraged. Has actually been encouraged. But now, in today's climate, everything is cultural appropriation. Everything is offensive, and you shouldn't do it. And, you know, unless you are that that ethnic group or that stereotype or... I guess if you're that cartoon character. Well, <laughs> you know, that's where we're headed next, America. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean forget dressing up as Bugs Bunny or Roger Rabbit or... Uh, no, there's problems with all of those characters. You better just leave it alone right now. We could do a whole other show on that. Or Garfield. Oh, you know, we, we don't want to appropriate, you know. But, but what are we coming to where... All this is bad, and and I think the thing of it is, is that you know a lot. You see a lot of these things, and you hear a lot of these stories. For instance, the girl with the prom dress, and you see this, and you say, you know, that's ridiculous. No one should be criticizing her for that choice. It's a celebration. It should, you know, the fact that she wanted to go outside of her ethnicity, and and I mean, girls do don't, and please. Feminists, don't jump down my throat for this. You're asking a lot. I know. But generally, in my experience of 55 years here on the planet, girls tend to want to look beautiful when they go to the prom. You know, when you're you're getting yourself ready to go to your prom, you're not trying to look like a dirtbag. I mean, nobody shows up generally in a garbage bag with a trash can, you know, um... That may so, be comic date. I mean, maybe Oscar the Grouch's prom date, but most people are not showing up. You don't want to culturally appropriate Sesame Street. Now you're crossing a line. Hmm. We can count how many. But anyway, um, so <laughs> back to the original point. Um, no, I mean, I think that that you're absolutely right, that nobody nobody intends to look grungy, um, and that it was not, you know, w- making that particular choice for a dress was not meant to... Um, mock or... was not meant to mock. I think, though, that this, this Met Gala, I think that that was, that was very different because, you know, when she wore that dress, you know, for the, the Chinese-dressed prom, she wasn't altering 
the dress. She wasn't making it, you know, less or more, you know, than it was. Where I, so I think the the fabric, the essence of the actual incident is different because the the background of these items, these vestments, you know, the the image of the Blessed Virgin Mary, um, you know, the cardinals, these are supposed to be, you know, non-sexualized imagery, and the fact that, you know, they're, they've been so hypersexualized in these images, um, you know, that they've been changed and altered, and it's, it's altered the very fabric of what the actual image or idea is. You know, and I think that that's the difference here. Um, so, so, so your point is, is that it goes more, almost like a crime in, in a certain way, that it goes toward intent. Yeah. That they'll, by yeah. changing, by physically changing these, we'll call them costume designs, mm -hmm. that you are trying to make a point. I mean, if you take, if you take an outfit, you know, you're not just dressing up as a Virgin Mary as some religious person might actually do during Halloween. Well, I, and, and... You are, you are, you, but you're shortening the skirt and making it very, um, what's the word for it? Sexualized. Well, so sexualized, I was thinking for another word, but I can't find it right now. But more worldly. Secular. More secular, but more worldly than... Yeah. Than... Than it should be. Than, it sh than some people believe it should be. Well, again, you're going to have agnostics and atheists out there saying, no, I, eh, she was I, a woman, who cares? I understand that, but if you, yes, yeah, she was a woman, you know, you can take that perspective. She was a woman, and who cares? But the the essence of the teaching about her, okay, um, is that she bore a child without having relations with an earthly man, Okay. She is the the least sexualized woman that you'll ever find in terms of um, historical teaching, okay? Mm -hmm. um, especially among today. Um, so I think that that's the, the difference is that, yeah, I mean, if somebody puts on, you know, a, a nun's habit for, for Halloween, that's fine. You know, I mean, to me, it's... But what if they put wait, a... da, 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 I wasn't done. Um... But, you know, if you're wearing just a regular nun's habit for Halloween, that's fine. But I don't agree with, with you know, shortening, showing extra skin, you know, changing the essence of the, the message of that, that thing. Like, it's, like, that to me, that's very different if you were to, to put on, you know, um you know, an air quotes, sexy nun, um, you know, costume, uh, as opposed to just, you know, a regular, um, Mexican with a sombrero. I mean, that to me is different because one, you're, you're just dressing up as someone who's from a different culture. Okay. The other, you're vastly changing, you know, the, the meaning of that costume, the meaning of that person. Um, but then should we draw the line at sexy doctors, sexy police officers, sexy judges for Halloween? Should we draw See, the line there? No, because I don't, I think that, that again, that is different. Because one is, 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 like you were saying, secular things, worldly things, okay? The other is sacred things. True. And, and, not, and as and, a practicing Catholic, I, and, you know, you know not, I believe that 100%. You're talking not, about sacred characters. The problem is, is that, first of all, there's a number of people out there who don't believe that these were sacred characters, that, they, I, that these were sacred people. They believe they're agnostic or atheist or whatever, and they say, well, she was just a woman. I if she even existed that. at all. I understand that. But so, so therefore, to them... It is no more, there is no more meaning to being a sexy Mary than there is to dressing up as sexy judge. I'm, or, not, I'm not saying that, that, any, that there should be any punitive damage or there should be, you know, repercussions or we should ban it, okay? I'm not calling for any of that. I'm simply saying what I differentiate as, as the, the fundamental difference between the two, okay? Why one is different from the other, to my mind, and why this was offensive and that isn't, is what I'm trying to get at. Um, 
you know, I'm obviously I'm not saying that everyone in America believes in the Christian tradition. That's obvious. I mean, if you've been to a church recently, you know that. Um, you know, if you haven't, look around at how many of your neighbors are not going to church on Sundays. Um, but so I'm not saying that that there should be any sort of um, you know catastrophic change over this. You know, we should be banning you know this person or you know creating new rules. No, I'm not saying that. All I'm simply saying is that I think that there is a a substantive difference between the two and why I believe that that difference is there. That's all I'm saying. Well, I, I guess what it comes down to is appropriateness. Exactly. Tastefulness. Tastefulness. I, I, I don't think I don't think I'd be talking out of school if I said that uh, <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if there's any such thing as tasteful anymore. That's I think is a valid point. Um we have crossed so many boundaries. And part of the discussion right before we, we came on to do this podcast that you and I had we were talking um, and you said that, you know, heaven forbid there is a female pope, and I kind of ha only half-jokingly said, yet. But then, when you look back at, at, at what practicing Catholics did and had to do 20, 30, 40 years ago, just that short amount of time, you know, uh, relative, relatively, Compared to Catholicism today. Unfortunately, I don't have that experience. I don't go back that far. So I can only really take your word for it. But what I'm saying is, what you see are strict tenets of the faith. Well, it depends on which parish you belong to. Well, yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, and parishes are different. As we have learned. As we have learned. <laughs> um, we, do, we do attend, at times, different parishes and have seen... Vastly different, diametrically opposed ways of doing things. And as far as interpretation of the catechism and everything else. Um, and in fact, we do have a podcast on here with um, uh, Reverend Stanley Christen, who happens to be our priest from uh, St. Vincent de Paul. He's a great man. In Yardville. And uh, we, him and I talked for an hour about modern Catholicism and, and practicing. And he's very fundamental. Uh, he goes back to the basics of the Ten Commandments and the basics of Christ's teaching. and um, But he will leave you rolling in the pews. He is a hysterical man. Um, or make you walk out. Well, depending on. I mean, either depending on your bent, um, you know, he will either have you laughing until you cry or, you know, walking out. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Um, but he is he is a wonderful priest. He is a great man. Um, but but he has a very different way of looking at things, and even priests in neighboring parishes. He's the black sheep, and and and, <laughs> and you know, not talking out of school to say, not necessarily maybe the most favorite in his diocese. Um, but you have this differentiation, I guess, between what what Father Stan would call Catholic light. I would agree. Which is, um, as he puts it, you know, um, no matter what you do, everybody, everybody loves everybody, and everything's going to be all right. God loves you, and you know, you don't have to worry about anything. Everything's going to be good. God's warm and fluffy. Warm and fluffy. Or, you know, where his point of view is that you need to follow God's basic rules and Ten Commandments, and if you're not doing that, and you're not repentant for sinning and and asking forgiveness and confessing and and doing the the things you practicing Catholics should be doing, then you're in trouble. Your soul is in trouble. He, he just last week he was talking heavily about heaven and hell. A lot of fire and brimstone. A lot of fire and brimstone, which you don't see today. Tremendous amounts of anymore, <laughs> even from no. even from Pope Francis in the Catholic Church. Well, it's a whole other discussion. Well, that was another point that we were making, you know, as far as this thing at the Met, was that, you know, what would the Pope think of this? And, and, and one, one article that we read, you know, pointed out that uh, Pope Francis is kind of turned, I wouldn't say shunned, but kind of distanced himself 
and and has chastised cardinals, priests, bishops in the past for their elaborate and ornate vestments and things. And in his own dress and demeanor, he is much plainer than Pope's past have been. So the, the, the question, I mean, the one author's interpretation was that he might just think that, well, actually this is appropriate. Because the reason it was asked is because the Vatican actually did loan several sacred items and costumes, investments, and, and art objects to the Met for their exhibit, which was part of this. And, you know, as Nicole said, these, these items are supposed to be, to a certain extent, sacred and mean something. Well, yeah, I mean, one commentator, I don't remember who exactly said it, but one commentator said in one of the articles we read that, you know, these vestments were on loan from the Vatican, and maybe they really should have put some conditions on the loan. Um, but that, that, that author also said that given Pope Francis's attitudes on things and, and his policies and stances on things, that it would be more likely that he wouldn't have had an issue with this being used together, he basically would think that those costumes and things belong in a museum anyway, and that you know that it should be a much plainer, much more simple presentation. Well, he might, but there's no way to know until the Vatican actually makes an official statement on. And this. if they do, and yeah, absolutely, if they do. But um, what I found absolutely fascinating was Piers Morgan, um, you know, noted liberal, um, came out and said, "What the hell was the Vatican thinking?" I mean, to me, that's pretty hysterical um, because, you know, uh, liberals generally are champions of... of um, whatever you want to do. Of whatever you want to do is cool. <laughs> if it feels if, good, do it. That's right. So, I mean, this, to me, I would think Piers Morgan would be on board with this, but evidently not. I mean, if that article, you know, quoted him accurately, um, I think that's quite funny because I never in a million years would have pegged him for saying that. So, um it's interesting. Any more up is down. In pretty much all aspects of culture, if you've noticed, it's not just politics. It's it's religion, it's politics, it's anything in, in culture anymore. Up is down. And you really just can't peg what people are going to say. Because uh, they surprise you. Well, it, it, there is... There is <laughs> we live in very strange times. We absolutely uh, Just here in America, where, where it's 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 the right um, the right side of the political aisle that's criticizing the Department of Justice and the FBI, and it's the left side of the aisle, the liberals and the left saying, "How dare you attack the establishment, <laughs> the institution yeah, of the establishment?" I mean, it's a very strange time, um, but usually not the way that goes. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the. Um, the Met Gala, um, it's, to me, it's kind of an instance of what Father Stan always says about, um, and obviously none of you listening have heard of Father Stan's sermon. Um, maybe one of these days we'll be able to, to broadcast one because it really is quite an experience. Well, if you listen to our conversation, he almost pretty much gave one for an hour. So it's, it's yeah. look up Soul, Soul Search um, on our blog. You know, and, and, and check out that podcast. But he's uh, he's quite funny. But basically, he's always saying that the church should not be attempting to to go with the flow of the times. It should be the one holding fast to what it stands for and being countercultural and being those salmon that are swimming upstream, not swimming downstream because it is an easier route to go. To me, this gala is the church, you know swimming downstream because it's easier you know and i say the church because cardinal timothy dolan is apparently a-okay with it so um so this is an example the whole thing is an example of the church you know swimming downstream because it's easier rather than swimming upstream like it's supposed to be doing it's not supposed to be you know in agreement and in lockstep with with the culture you know it's supposed to be countercultural it's supposed to be radical in that it is not easy it is not for the faint of heart you know and so to me that this is a perfect example of what he's always preaching that um 
that the church, that's what the church uh, should not be doing, is going with the flow. Um, and this is an example of that. Well, let, let's, we, we have, um, from the LifeSite News, we do have some quotes from Cardinal Dolan. I think that they were, they're worth reading into the record here at this point. Uh, Cardinal, and these are quotes, he's quoted saying, I did not find the spirit of the evening to be offensive or blasphemous at all. Um, was some of it edgy? Yes. But I never met any person that seemed to be snippy or snotty about the church, or who intended anything to be offensive. He also said, um, We could have had a lecture at the Museum of the Catholic Imagination, and not too many people may have showed up, especially from the crowd last night. But when you do an evening like that, you get everybody. Boy, you talk about the public square, with some of the movers and shakers who were there, and they're reminded of the positive memories of the church and of devotions, prayers, traditions, and liturgies. As many of them told me they were, this could only be for the good of the church. I was really happy to have been there. If this helps people rediscover those roots, then hallelujah, it's a winner. That all according to Cardinal Timothy Dolan of New York. I mean, I think that just goes to put the the exclamation point on what I just said. Um, I think that, you know, I don't think something like this where you're twisting the meaning of of the Blessed Virgin Mary, of the Popes, you know, um, of the Cardinals, where you're, you're reappropriating them, to use, you know, the buzzwords of the, the day, um, you know, where you're reappropriating the meanings for them. Um, I don't think something like that helps people rediscover those roots. I think it just, it, it just helps them rediscover a new Halloween costume. To, to go back to what we were saying. And we may see a um, lot of the Halloween costumes yeah. come from the Malice. And, and we may. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, and being reminded of positive memories, that doesn't do anybody any good at the end of the day, Cardinal Dolan. It's not the memories. It's what you're actually doing in the here and now. You know, it's praying the prayers, you know, and the devotions, and attending the liturgies, and carrying on the traditions in the here and now, not... 30 years ago, you know, memories are great, but that's not what you should be emphasizing. You should, your work as shepherding souls should be emphasizing what you're supposed to be doing in the here and now in order to make it through that narrow gate. Well, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't take issue with that, but I, I think that where he was going with this is, and we all know that, like you were saying before, you look at your neighbors, you're not seeing a whole lot of cars heading out to, to church on Sunday morning. It's no secret that the Catholic Church and all all churches, all Christian and you of know, any any faith and of any faith, mm -hmm. are losing ground. That they're losing members. That um, society as a whole has turned away from what used to be a huge part of people's lives. When my mother and father met. They were members of two different churches, and they met on I believe um, a Saturday or a Sunday night. Uh, in Newark, New Jersey, where they were filming a television show where two choirs were singing. You know, uh, church and, and, and things like that, they were very huge in my parents' life. I know, because they they brought me up that way, so it would be something large in my life. Youth groups and barbecues and baseball teams and, you know, aside, Sunday school and, and, you know, aside from the regular services. That's all changed. That sense of community, I think, has changed dramatically as people have kind of turned inward. Instead of outward to the community and being part of a community, they've turned inward within their homes and are almost becoming like hermits when they're not working compared to what society used to be. I'd say that's a very accurate... Um We've talked about this before. That's yeah. a very accurate representation. Um, but that's my you, point, is that Cardinal, Do Cardinal Dolan seems to be uh, trying to bring more um, backsides in the seats in church, and he sees that as a way, this way to do that. Once they get there, maybe they need to do other things. But he, I think he's just looking at this as kind of a, a recruitment advertisement. 
Well, maybe he is, but I think that that's a misguided position. I think that, that you're never going to accomplish the aims that you want to accomplish by beginning in such a disgraceful way. Um, you know, the aims that you're seeking to accomplish, allegedly, hopefully, um, are bringing more souls into the church, you know, saving more souls. As a cardinal, that should be what you're supposed to be doing all the time, um, in case anybody was wondering. Um, but, so that should be your aim, is, is saving more souls. I don't think he got the memo. Maybe he didn't, I don't know. It might have been lost with those emails. But, um... <laughs> you mean on Hillary's server? They might be, actually. They're in New York, so... They're in New York, I'm sure they've rubbed elbows. <laughs> um, sounds like it. But, um... So, I mean, theoretically, he should be saving more souls. I don't think, though, that you are going to accomplish a, 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 such a, a spiritual goal like that by, by denigrating and, and starting off so disgracefully the very thing that you're trying to bring people into. To me, you, you can't start off with such a, um, such a low marker and expect to loft people up to where they should be simply by going along with what they're saying. You know, I mean, that to me is an equation that does not make sense. Um, and I, I think that's just really a sign of the times that, you know, you have, like I was saying just a few minutes ago with, you know, salmon swimming upstream. Cardinal Dolan has apparently decided that it's much easier to swim downstream and hope that you can, you know, latch onto a few of them and convince them to swim upstream than it is to just swim upstream and see what where it gets you. Um, but I think that going along with the flow of, of culture, because, I mean, I'm really not too impressed with the state of culture these days. I really don't really call it culture. I don't have another word for it, though, so I have to call it that. But it's not too terribly cultural these days. Um... But, you know, going along with the flow of culture, to me, that's not what you should be doing. You're supposed to be countercultural. The message of Christianity is revolutionary and countercultural at any stage of, of the culture. You know, it's as, as revolutionary 2,000 years ago as it is today. And, you know, just as Jesus was pissing off, you know, the, the elites of his day, so too should the church today be doing that, and I don't see a whole lot of that. And this Met Gala is just another, you know, metastasis of that. Um, to me, it's just, it's just absurd that you would think that you can get, you can convince enough people to come into the church by going along with their disgraceful cultural tendencies. Um, you know, not to say, again, not to say that they should be, you know, punished or banned or, you know, not allowed to say and express themselves the way they they want to. But at the same time, Cardinal Dolan, the good cardinal, should be expressing himself and the position of the church that he should be taking, which is that this is not appropriate, given that these are sacred images and and notions that you're denigrating. Should Cardinal Dolan have attended? I don't think he should have, because I think by attending... Unless the Pope personally dispatched him to keep an eye on stuff, you know, the well, alone to the Vatican. Well, I mean, if that were the case, then yes, you're, you know, he, had, he yeah, should have been there. Tim, uh, I need you to go down there and uh, make sure nothing falls off a truck, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, if he, were, if he were asked to be there just to monitor things and see how things were going, sure. But otherwise, if he's just there to mix and mingle and, you know, have a good time at a party... Um, to me, you're not acting with the dignity of the office. Um, you know, you should not be there just fitting in, you know, um, swimming along with the other, I don't even know what they are. I would say sheeple, but they don't swim, so. Well, as, an, um, as an example, you know, the entertainment last night, um, reportedly Madonna did a, quote, spiritualized unquote, version of Like a Prayer. Well, I mean, again, that song, when it originally came out, was reappropriating themes, images, you know, ideas um, for a very unspiritual experience. Um, 
you know, Madonna herself has not really stood for much that's spiritual um, throughout her entire career. So, um, so yeah, when that when her song "Like a Prayer" first came out, yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone knew she wasn't really talking about you know prayers and rosary beads and anything spiritual. Um, if you miss that, you miss the whole point of her career. But um, so for her to be performing that song, I mean, everybody knew that you're not really there to sit there and, you know, reimagine as a Catholic. Um, you know, most Catholics are not imagining things that are like Madonna's like a prayer. I got news for Cardinal Dolan. Um, if he doesn't know that, I mean, I were truly lost as a church in America, at least in that neck of the woods. But, um, so everybody knew, obviously, that by performing that song, you know, in the way that it was performed, you're not there to, to, you know, uplift the idea of the Virgin Mary or, you know, anything that's spiritual. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's repurposing. Um, the ideas of a faith for something that is entirely the opposite of what the faith stands for. And to me, that is, you know, um, offensive and inappropriate. Well, let me ask you this. Had you been aware of this event taking place? I mean, I mean, you know, we're not in the socioeconomic strata where we're going to get such an invitation to such things. No, but I mean, I know it goes on every year. I know it's themed. I just didn't know this was the theme. But if you knew, year. if you were, if you were given the heads up, this was going to be the theme, and that you know this may take place in this manner, would you have protested? Would you have gone there and held a sign and protested? If I were financially able to make it up there, as in, if I could have taken the time from work, if I could have, you know gotten myself to New York, which is rather expensive these days. Um, well, let's, let's say all that's a given. It's, okay, just, yeah. it's just your choice whether sure. you want to or not. Yes. I, I would have spoken out about it, yes. Um, then, to get back to the whole original point of the issue, how can we criticize those that protest when they take offense at whatever they feel has been appropriated or or is offensive or something like that how can we say to them oh come on you know you're being silly when you're willing to go that level at least to protest yourself because like i said earlier i think i made it fairly clear um earlier i said that in my mind to my sensibilities there is a vast difference between you know culture secular and sacred um and the two really cannot be compared you know one is not of this world and the other is of this world um but you defend charlie hebo's right to yes but like i said do you even listen when i speak no i, I listen um, i'm just i'm trying to get a clarification on a point where i see i see a problem it, yes. Yes. You, people, you're saying that because this keep, stuff is spiritual. Would you like an answer? Thank you. Anyway, yes, people can say whatever it is they wish to say. I'm not saying they can't. Okay? They're allowed, I'm allowed to say whatever it is I would like to say, and they're allowed to agree or disagree, etc., and say something about it. Um, I'm not seeing where you're confused. What is the confusion? No, the, the, the difference—the difference between you know my um, between my reaction and people's reactions who you know I think are are silly. There's a big difference a lot of times. I'm not out there, you know, shooting people, torching cars, you know. But that's level. Protesting. That's level. Yeah, that's level. Exactly. But my point is that a lot of times that is the reaction when you sit there and you tell people, you know, you, you do things that offend people. I would not, you know, I would not stoop to that level. Um, but you did say if that if all things being equal, you would have gone to New York, held a sign and protested. 
peaceably protest. Yeah, I'm, yes, I'm, yeah. That, that is that is my right as an American to peaceably protest. There is a big difference between yeah, there is peaceably protesting and inciting violence because you are offended by someone. Right, but the, but the point is, is that it's a matter of degrees. Now everything's a matter of degrees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but <laughs> but it, you can't sit back on one hand and say, "Oh, don't be silly." This is meant this way. It's all in good fun. And we should just all be grown-ups and sit there and, and say, okay. Well, on the other hand, you're willing to go out and protest because you feel this was inappropriate, yet you don't feel something else, which another group might have found just as offensive and bad, and that they're willing to protest. Now, again, I'm not I'm saying not go out and shoot things them. up. I'm not denying them the right to protest. If they want to stand outside and hold a sign over something that I said or did, be my guest. Stand there all day. I'll even pay for some meals for you, okay? Um, well, I wouldn't go that far yeah, because like, you, get, you get a crowd of um, 50 or 100 people coming to, to protest our podcast. We don't have the money to... Fine. Well, maybe we'll send a few crumbs. Um, By the way, make sure that when you hear this, there is a, a thing there. Make sure you, you, you click it, subscribe to our podcast on, on the blog. And also, there is a link there if you want to send us a tip. Please do. We we don't make a ton of money doing this, believe me. We don't make anything. Um... Where was I going before I was interrupted? Oh yes, um, you're buying dinner. You're buying dinner for the multitude of no, protesters. No, no, that coming. was that was before you interrupted me. Um, no, I, you know, be my guest if you want to protest. That's fine. I'm not denying them the right to protest. All I'm simply saying is that I see a difference between, you know, a cultural, you know, offense um, that if if. If someone's offended, to use your example, by wearing a sombrero as a Halloween costume, if you haven't if you haven't done anything to said sombrero to change the meaning or you know mock it or anything, if you're just wearing a sombrero, that to me there really isn't much to protest about. If you're changing, if you're fundamentally changing the nature of an item or a costume, like you're making it into like you know a sexy nun, um, that to me is something. Um, to to take offense over, but again, I'm not denying anyone the right to protest. Okay. Right, but there could be someone out there that sees someone in a in a sombrero and a poncho, who has just the same boiling feelings that you do seeing a sexy nun or a sexy cardinal. And what is your point? Do you concede that point? But what is your point? That even something, that making the distinction of secular and non-secular only goes so far because to a, to a number of people in the world, Christianity is not their religion. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a story, like a, like, a, like a novel. That these people were not who they, who they say they were, that they didn't do the things they said they did, that it was, it was fiction. So when they see someone mocking a cardinal or a priest or whatever, it it's it runs off their their back like a duck, like water off a duck. Mm-hmm. Well, the same could be said if you're wearing a a a, a poncho or whatever, or a, I'm trying to think. You know, say you dress yourself up as a leprechaun. Uh huh. Okay. There may be some Irish people who feel just as angry, upset want to protest, offended at that, or the sombrero and the poncho, or the whatever. And those are secular things. But it, it, what you're talking about is you're talking about the level of offense that someone takes at something. Mm-hmm. So, that's, you know, if you look at it in those terms, anyone can feel angry about such things. I'm not saying they can't. I'm simply saying, so, for, for the umpteenth time, um, that, to my mind, there is a difference as to what is offensive and what isn't. Just like in everyone's mind. Everyone draws a line in their mind, unless your mind is so open that everything falls out of it. Um, 
you know, everyone draws a line in their mind as to what is something that you should be offended by and what is something you shouldn't be offended by. I merely make the distinction between, you know, culture and spirituality, religion. Um, but everyone has their own way of, of determining and classifying what it is they're offended by. Um, and I don't, you know, like I said, I'm not denying anyone the right to be offended by something. I'm not saying don't protest. I'm not saying there shouldn't, you know, there should be consequences. They should be penalized. Um, I'm merely saying that I think that denigrating, you know, sacred things, I think that that is, that is wrong. Um, you know, and I think that, that it's hard to make the case for cultural appropriation in America when the entire country, since its inception, has been culturally appropriating from everywhere. So I really don't see how that is uh, something people can get offended about. Um, but again, like I said, everyone has their own way of determining their own line in their mind as to what is offensive and what isn't. Mine is merely divided between secular and sacred. Well, we're coming down to the end tonight here, but you know something that is really not offensive? What's that? If you look at our, our, our blog post, and again, make sure you subscribe to our blog, and uh, so you know when we drop a, drop a new video or a podcast. But if you look down there, there is, you know what is available now? What's that? The hashtag, the snark is real t-shirt. <laughs> You cannot be a fan of our podcast if you don't have your very own hashtag the snark is real t-shirt. The snark is definitely real on this podcast. Yes, it is. I mean, if you can't tell that, I don't know where you've been for the last however many episodes. So, yes, the snark is alive and well, friends. Don't worry. So, we have our t-shirt there. Um, you know, look us up. We have links there for Patreon. As I said, we have a tip line there if you want to, you want to tip us a little bit. Uh, we greatly appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next week when we do our next podcast. I don't know what we'll do that on, though. This was Well, we never really know until about, like, ten minutes of. Uh, generally, we try to riff on themes that are, um, that are pertinent to, Time, the, to timely, the day. Timely. Uh, current events, uh, mainly. But um, pretty much anything we feel like talking about. And as you can tell, we can certainly talk for quite a bit. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, if you put two journalists with a microphone, um, you know, it's, this is what happens. So, um, yeah, so we will, we will definitely figure it out, as we always do. And we will have some interesting commentary from, you know, random corners of our mind. Um, and that... Uh, that about wraps it up, I think. Well, well make, make sure you follow us also on Twitter at The Grill Radio and on our blog. And, and contact us. You know, give us your comments. Let us know what you agree with what we say or if you don't agree with what we say. You know, let us know either way. Check out our cool stuff. And, uh... But please, all right, and this is a pet peeve of mine. As a journalist, as a copy editor, if you're going to sit there and give us some nasty, snarky, maybe, comments... Troll, troll. Um... At least spell them correctly, because I really can't take when you haven't even looked at what you've written, and there's typos everywhere, and it's spelled wrong. Come on, people. Learn to spell. Um, so yes, if you're going to, to give us feedback, please spell. It'll make Nicole feel better. It will, because then I won't have to sit there and say, my God, America's educational system is failing massively. Which may be a whole other topic for another day. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's four hours in and of itself. But anyway, um, so yes, please just spell check everything. I mean, just read it after you write it. Okay, Nicole, I brought us in. You want to take us out? Alrighty, so this is Charles W. Kim and Nicole M. Wells signing off, America. We will see you next week.